but uh, God has taken me in a new direction and um, he's really blessed me. I've actually stepped into chaplaincy. I had the privilege of um, working with uh, Graham and uh, Neil and Simo in my first year of um, study uh, and in chaplaincy here at Northline Christian College, which was a real blessing. And uh, then I've been uh, placed out into the community and I work in uh, Caboolture Special School, which is a, it's quite a different school. Obviously, being a specialist school, um, you've got some very challenging young people that uh, are there, um, but it is actually a real joy. Um, and I've had to really rethink, how do I share Jesus in these circles? Um, we can't apostolize in uh, a public school setting. Um, so it's, it's, uh, I've got to demonstrate Christ uh, through the way I act and respond to people. Um, but, you know, the blessings are um, that people have really responded well to that. Um, I've got some great connections uh, within the, the school. Um, and, yeah, I just, it's, it's just amazing. Even last night I was talking to one of our ladies from PNC um, who supports chaplaincy and uh, we're looking for, you know, ways to fundraise money. And, yeah, they're doing um, the Enviro bottle uh, thing where you, you put your, your bottle in and you get 10 cents for every bottle. And, um, yeah, so they're wanting to donate all the money that they make from that towards chaplaincy, which is uh, a huge blessing. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've felt, yeah, really blessed. Now, you'll, you'll wonder why I've probably lugged this big uh, red chair up. Um, it, and this comes from Graham's office. Uh, I've been told I've got to take great care of it. Um, initially, when I saw it and, and I was told about that it was in uh, Graham's office, I thought it was for the naughty people and where they sit on the chairs. But uh, apparently, there's more meaning to it. And I'm actually going to share that a little bit more today. Um, and, and explain a little bit more uh, how this chair involves you guys and me um, and uh, the symbolism behind it. Um, so two weeks ago, we, uh, Neil talked about circles. Um, he reflected on uh, how he was discussing with Sarah in relation to uh, weddings and uh, often it is better to um, have your people sitting in circles because it's a great way of connection. You can see everyone, you can hear everyone. Um, so he sort of touched on that and then um, obviously uh, reflected in the, the Bible, in a, a Ecclesiastes as well, four. Um, in, yeah, obviously it's better um, to have two people than just one because with two people obviously you can assist each other, which is really great. And so I just want to delve a little bit more um, on that uh, into, and into that um, to sort of help explain my passion behind uh, what we're going to be calling uh, Connect Groups, uh, which you may, different people here may have heard, um, small groups uh, or life groups, things like that. But we here want to... Um, start touching on the line of being connected into a connect group. Um, the reason for that is we have the connect desk down over here and everything's about connection. We want you guys to have a connection with Christ um, and a deep connection with Christ, but then we want you to be utilising that to then 
uh, obviously share that with others and use your connect groups to hopefully reach out to the community. One of my big challenges in life that uh, I don't really share too often uh, with people is uh, I'm actually dyslexic. Um, so in my early years at school when I was with all the young people, um, yeah, I used to really struggle to really get my head around uh, predominantly English. Um, dyslexia does often uh, affect the learning ability of English. And so I... Uh, managed to, for probably nearly four years, um, sort of fly under the radar on that. I don't know how I did it. I must have been very good at hoodwinking people that I was um, reading properly. Um, but I actually suffered very badly. So by the time I hit year seven, high school, um, yeah, I was in a lot of trouble. Uh, and I actually found school quite challenging on that level because I couldn't read. Um, so, but then amazingly, as I've taken the journey with God on that level, um, He's, yeah, just helped me through that, but blessed me with a beautiful wife that um, understands English very, very well, um, and also uh, has helped me in, in that journey. And um, amazingly, when I went back and did my studies um, in, in Tahunsi, and I, I think my wife and, and Neil and Sarah probably remember, um, I, I remember walking in that first day fe feeling physically ill um, because I thought, oh, wow, yeah, will I even be able to pass this? Um, but praise be to God, I actually um, passed with honours uh, and uh, here today. So, yeah, so, but that's not really what I want to talk about. I actually wanted to bring dyslexic... Oh, you know, the dyslexia up just in case I get lost on my journey uh, with my sermon and um, I can blame it on dyslexia. So, um, yeah, so I just wanted to use it as a, you know, a crutch. Uh, but uh, I'm going to do my best to share with you uh, the reason for, for connect groups. Um, why do we need connect groups? And now I'm losing my mic, but that's all good. Um, why do we need connect groups? Um, if we want to continue to grow this church, we've sort of hit a point now where we, we're sort of hitting a ceiling. And um, with all churches, we, we sort of get to a certain size and then uh, we find that people feel disconnected. Uh, and that's one of the things that I really struggle with um, is seeing people disconnected. And I really want each one of you to be connected. Um, it, it's, it's one of my passions and I know it's uh, Sharon's passion, I know it's Neil, I know it's Simo's passion, I know it's Sarah's passion, Michael's passion. Um, you know, we're all, we all want to see each person connected. Um, we want to see each person growing. We want to see each person being part of our community and reaching out. Uh, and we, we feel that um, and, and all the studies that have been put out there uh, really indicate that if to grow bigger, we need to grow smaller. And I touched on that at um, church camp last week. Um, growing, you know, obviously, if we're to grow bigger, we need to grow smaller. And we formed groups 
Um, we had 88 people there last week, which was awesome. Well done, guys. It was a great time. I got to know some uh, new people, which was awesome too, in just, uh, just, yeah, just spending time with these people. There, there's nothing like a camp experience to um, really get to know some people on a, a deeper level. Um, and that's sort of what like a small group or connect group is like. When you're in those sort of smaller realms, it does allow you to really uh, get to know people on that deeper level and, and allow them to open up and share a little bit more. So we did a, a bit of a group activity. I divided you all up. Um, well, you divided yourselves up, which was awesome. Um, but uh, we divided up into groups that were no bigger than 12. And uh, that's a key thing to remember when we are developing uh, connect groups is that we really don't want them to get much bigger than 12. Once they get to about 12, and with the Tuesday night group that we have over here, uh, we have had that um, amazing opportunity. And so we then uh, multiply, we call it multiplication um, rather than disconnection because it's not a disconnect, um, but it's a multiplication. And we uh, divide those two groups up so that then they can still have that small group feel, but they're still connected at, in that bigger group. Um, so hopefully we'll sort of talk to that a little bit more. Um, if I can grab the next slide. Hey. Um, this is a group that I particularly loved uh, hanging out with in my uh, early years. Um, this is up at my uncle's farm. He used to grow uh, sultanas or grapes um, for sultanas and um, we used to go up there and meet together uh, in Easter time and we would pick the grapes, which were nice and mature at that point, uh, in, at that time of the season. They were really sugary, uh, not, not sort of uh, a little bit tart or anything like that, really sugary, really sweet. And we'd pick all the grapes and we would actually do our own uh, grape juice making. I won't call it wine making. We used to do our grape juice and um, we used to press it all ourselves and put it into bottles. Uh, as young people, we would have to go around to um, uh, up in Mildura where he lived and collect up all the old beer bottles and have to wash them all out and uh, sterilise them and then we would put the, um, the grape juice into these and seal them back up again. And the grape juice was beautiful, it was sweet, uh, very, very nice to have. And so we used to do this together as a group. So this picture here, um, there's some of my cousins here, uh, also my um, brother and my sister and um, Brendan and Clinton. So if I go sort of from your left, it is, isn't it? Left, so the um, Susie's on the end. Um, the, the next person is me looking pretty crazy. Um, my brother Doug, uh, my little sister uh, Elise, uh, Philippa, um, Brendan Carvel, um, Karen, Clinton and Michael. And uh, we used to love hanging out together. And let me get this right. We used to love hanging out together and just doing life together. It was, it was a great joy. So uh, we really... Um, enjoyed this time and there were there was several families that came together and we would do this every Easter 
So over the years, this group grew to the point where we actually got to, uh, there was probably about 40 people staying up with my uncle on his farm. And um, we took that opportunity to do worship together, connect together, do some amazing things, serve the community together. And it was a great time. But the problem is, obviously, as you get to those sort of numbers, um, we start to disconnect. And obviously, some of that disconnection is the fact that, you know, we all found partners. Um, and uh, we started forming our own smaller groups. And obviously, those smaller groups now, you know, they're, they're all over Australia. I think most of my cousins, uh, Philippa's in New South Wales, Karen down in Victoria, Sue's down in Victoria, Michael, I think's down in Victoria as well, and uh, Brendan and Clinton, I'm not quite sure where they are now, but my brother is in uh, central Victoria, and my sister's down in uh, Melbourne itself, and um, yeah, obviously they've all formed families, and they're connected in different ways uh, through the church. So, why do I reflect on this group of people? Well, for one, we loved, um, obviously, spending time together. We loved, my uncle was very, very uh, conscious about making sure that we spent time with, with Christ. And so every night we would always have worship together. Um, and it was a real delight. Uh, but, you know, the, the big issue was is that as we grew it, w it was harder for us to connect. And, um, yeah, I just want to sort of wind that back to, you know, obviously some of the things that we need to look at here as a, a refreshed group uh, in, in how we uh, col uh, connect to each other. Um, as time has gone on here, you know, we, we, we're looking for, for that answer for reconnection. Uh, one of the big things as I uh, looked at this whole scenario is, you know, what's it like for that new person coming through that door um, who doesn't know anyone here? How do they get connected? And obviously then I started going, well, how do we connect then? You, what are we doing as a, a church to connect each of these young or, or people that are coming through the doors? Um, so, and then I started sort of sharing this um, with Neil and Sharon, and they had already really um, thought this one through. And, you know, it, it, was, it was more about those connect groups. And so then um, I was reflecting on, you know, some of the positive aspects of how a connect group has, has started and grown. And, yeah, obviously... Uh, we've got a number of groups within uh, our refreshed church that have, have grown and uh, are a real blessing. And there's people that have actually been won to Christ because of the fact that um, they've come through a connect group or a small group and have been connected into the church, which has been a real blessing. And so, yeah, today I just want to look at the, the why small groups. Um, if we can go up to the next slide for me, that's awesome. So there's a number of ways that we can connect in uh, initially for people who are coming into the church or um, 
you know, ways that we can uh, hook people in is that through, we've got the young adults group, we've got Zach's Path, um, you know, we, we've got uh, the ladies group that happen, um, grow groups, we've got Simos, um, that, that st Simo started with the men's group, and these are all great opportunities to bring uh, people along and start getting to know them and getting them connected. Uh, obviously, as we um, head deeper, um, there's going to be opportunities where those people will want to know more. They'll, they'll see the character within us and go, yeah, why, you know, why do you do all of this? And uh, they, they will you know, start to ask the questions, you know, I want to know Jesus more. And so they will, um, so then we get the opportunity of connecting them into connect groups. Now, uh, I'm part of the Tuesday night connect group, which is a, a real blessing. And, um, you know, it's grown. Uh, I think when we first started, uh, it started with eight people. Um, and it was after we actually did a, a trip over to, with a storm code group over to Cambodia. And there was a group of young people that really wanted to stay connected. Um, so that's where it sort of started from. So, you know, we have a number of, uh, of groups that, that we can connect into at this point in time. Um, there's year fives that meet together, there's year sixes, there's the, the young adults, uh, women's group, women's online, which is fantastic. Um, uh, where we've got the men's group starting up. And obviously, I want to see if we can develop that more and obviously bring in um, more groups so that we can we can have more opportunities for people to connect to. So that's something that I really want to sort of continue to drive over the next um, couple of months, and uh, I want to try and move forward with that. So reflecting, Jesus also had 12 disciples, um, and as he left the earth and went back to heaven, um, he empowered the disciples to spread the message to the whole world, uh, which they did. And so in Mark 16, uh, 15 to 16, um, so if you want to look in your, if your electronic devices or in your Bibles, um, so in Mark 16, 15 to 16, um, and I'm reading from the NIV here, and it says, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And then number 16 says, and this one's sort of a little bit more of a, a, a punch, I suppose. It says, whoever believes um, and is baptised will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. This is quite a jolt, I suppose, when, when, and this is coming from Jesus Christ himself as he leaves. So, do we need to sort of take this on board, you know? What's Christ saying to us? Uh, he's... He's indicating to us that we need to, as disciples, as we get to know Jesus on a deeper level, we need to sort of take that opportunity to really be reaching out to others. And I suppose that's where I feel, you know, the opportunities in a connect group can really, um, you know, give you that advantage on that level to, to really spread that, that news. Um, We as a church need to help connect people with Jesus. Um, 
yes, we can force, well, we can't force people to believe, but we can show Jesus through connection and acts of service um, that we do through our connect groups. So, one of the things that I just touched on before was uh, the acts of service, um, going out to our communities, doing things for people. I just think that's really key. If we're, if we're sort of um, obviously doing this, this is like an outward connection. We're, we're, we're outward reaching. Um, when Jesus called his disciples, um, he used these words, and these are found in Matthew 4.19. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Now, obviously one of the big things um, is that connection with Jesus. Do we get enough time um, to connect with Jesus? And that's what, and now I've pulled this apart, but that's all right. That's what this chair's all about, is do we make time? Do we set aside time to connect with Jesus? Now, this, this chair was given to, I believe, all the schools, is that right, Graham? Um, so all of them have this chair. And the, I, I believe the idea was, and, and the, um, when I was uh, re- researching this a whole lot more, the idea is, is making time to spend with Christ. Now, it comes from this book, um, As Light Lingers, Basking in the Word of God. Um, and it's written by Nina Atchison. Um, I've had the privilege of actually uh, getting to know her and her husband um, over the years uh, before they actually went to America. Um, and yeah, she, she's a, real, a person that really is very spiritual and does make sure that she spends time um, with connecting with Christ. And so she's written this book and I really encourage each one of you, if you get the opportunity, please take this book, read it. Um, she gives some great uh, insights to spending time with Christ and it's a, it's a real key part of a connect group is that we are spending time connecting with Jesus. If we're not doing that, why are we doing the connect group? Um, and so she says in uh, her book on page 26, it says, do you have a red chair? somewhere in your life that you can go to as a symbol of time and place where you can meet with God in His Word. The challenge of time is something many of us face. If you are a mother with young children, I want to encourage you to go to God and ask Him to help you find a way to make time with Him a priority in your life. If you are a busy business person or a full-time student, I encourage you to go to God with your challenge of time. Time with Him fills our souls as nothing else can and it changes how we parent or lead or follow too. So I just wanted to share those words with you because I really feel this is the upward connection. If we haven't got this upward connection, it's very hard for us to then have that inward connection, which is like a, a group, and then with it, within that group, when we, we connect together and we really feel that excitement from God and we go then and serve, that's that outward focus. Um, so, 
I wanted, I wanted this chair to sort of be that representation of, you know, the start of a connect group, you know, the, the development of our own personal journey. And I, I have found for me personally, and, and it's not for everyone, I realise that, but for me personally, and I'm sure there's other people out in the audience that, that feel this too, that when you're in a group, often you seem to connect even more on a deeper level when you study the Bible together. And you, you know, I just, I have just felt so moved at times when I've been part of a connect group. And I just, yeah, I suppose for me, I'm, I'm really just so excited about that opportunity um, that we, c- we can have as a church to be connected. Um, I'm going to encourage at this point in time uh, the Connect group that I actually participate with to actually come up. They're going to uh, just help fill out this last little bit of my my talk. But um, one of the key things that I've loved about working with these young people, I touched on before, which is we started with eight people. It's sort of there was a period of time it went, it w- you know, we were a little bit frustrated. It sort of went down from that, about, was it four, Sarah? About four. And then um, we, we decided to change uh, the venue, have a sort of a rethink about where we were connecting to. And um, so we started here uh, um, over in the common room. Now we've grown so much that it's, I was just doing the calculations, uh, was it last night or a couple of nights ago, I believe we've got about 50 young people now attending this this group, which is, it's just so exciting, it's just just a real delight to see each one of these young people connecting in and some of the young, well actually all of these young people up here tonight are a part of that connect group. There are, I know there's some down here in the audience as well. And, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're, they're a part of this Connect group. And it's really grown. Um, and I've, I've really seen a, a real delight in the way that they study together and connect together. And we've actually got to that point now, and I've had the privilege, I was talking uh, with a couple of the, the men here, and we've shared this with the, the, the young men um, uh, on Tuesday is that we're now wanting to get to that point where we're wanting to serve and we're actually uh, looking at um, developing a bit of a men's shed down in the youth um, shed area um, which is, is really exciting there's some exciting opportunities there and we want to take that opportunity to show young people how to service their cars but you know we're hoping that from that point it'll really um, lead through to us being able to serve the greater community in maybe um, fixing cars for people and teaching them different skills and stuff like that. So we're quite excited about that opportunity. And and this has all developed out of a connect group. Um, And uh, so really today, if I sort of pull back to, to what I'm trying to draw out of this, is that with Connect Group, um, 
you know, I, I, I want to I see today that we understand that, you know, bigger is great, but we need to be smaller. We need to be connected in, within connect groups and be, um, be able to reach out to others through these groups. I love being connected and I want you to be connected too. So this today, if you really feel that you want to be a part of a connect group, over on the table over here, I've got a heap um, of uh, sheets over there that you can just pop your name on. And I'd, what I would love you to do is just pop your name and a, a contact number that I can contact you. If you're already part of a connect group, I'd still love you to put your name down on, on the folders over there and just indicate which connect group you're a part of because I really want to follow up and get people connected um, into our connect groups. Uh, it is just such a desire of mine um, to see that we do have a connected church and that we uh, are connecting and reaching out and making sure that people don't walk back out that door without connecting them in somehow. So I just want to leave that with you today and I just want to thank you for this opportunity to share a little, about, a little bit about Connect Groups. Let's pray. Lord, I just want to thank you so much for this opportunity to share with these people a, a little bit about Connect Groups. Um, I've probably muddled it up for them all, but uh, hopefully they've, they've understood what I'm trying to get at and I hope that they heard you rather than me. Lord, I just want to, I so passionately wanted to see people connected and it's such a delight seeing uh, connect groups within our uh, refreshed church um, community and I just want to see that continue to grow uh, and be a real blessing to, to the new people that sort of come in and get connected as well. Lord, I just want to thank you for um, your direction. I, thank you, I want to thank you for people like Sharon and Neil and Simo who are just so keen to see uh, this church connected and I just really pray that you'll um, guide us all. We love you Lord and uh, we ask all this now in Jesus' name.